Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Sunday Sessions. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can listen in to weekly episodes. Thank you. Do you remember how it felt as a child when life felt like your personal playground? That childlike curiosity before the labels and programmings enforced on you by society. Before life told you who to be. What if I told you you've been asleep and life is a giant video game? My combos are the red pill. Would you listen? All it takes is a change in perspective. Dab with me. Welcome back to another episode of Sunday Sessions with Rich. This platform will challenge your perspective, but we will also help expand your consciousness. Now, as always, reality is a direct reflection of you, so be mindful of your inner talk, okay? Now, to my new listeners, welcome to the show. Very pleased to have you here. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on these weekly gems, okay? And if you can, please leave reviews and ratings that help my platform expand so that we can find other beautiful souls along their journey, okay? Now, let's get to the reason why you guys are here. On today's episode, I have a trust advisor, an advocate of financial literacy and personal and professional growth. She works to find solutions to improve individuals' well-being. Ultimately, her goal is to give people tools and resources to achieve and maintain financial freedom and a peace of mind. Now, her blog, Corporate Black Girl aims to import wisdom, inspiration, and change into the lives of others. She's a woman of many talents with a pair with a pair line, Working Woman Wednesday Mixes podcast and many more. Brittany, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. What an introduction. Thank you. Hey, I had to do it right. I had to do it right. <laughs> First and foremost, let the people know about you and what you got going on. Well, I mean, as you so wonderfully introduced me, um, I am a trust advisor, so I am currently helping people plan their wealth, um, maintain their wealth, as well as multiply, right? We talk about securing the bag, investing, multiplying it, (laughs) and um, yeah, when I'm not working, I'm really out here in the community, like helping people as far as um, simple budgeting, helping them with their money management, okay. and kind of being a professional plug. I, I really like to connect, especially other women, to each other um, so that they can help each other flourish. So, hey, you do some amazing work. I know um, I want to dive into so much. I know, and you talked about you work with. Um, a lot of different, you know, groups and organizations. I know you partner with organizations with a focus on aiding women and families to regain their confidence and independence through financial freedom. Why don't you talk to us about that? Yes. So um, with that, it's actually a women's shelter. Okay. And um, there's actually two of them. So one is all women. Um, The other one is for families and uh, basically it really is for women who are, it's for battered women and they may have left um, domestic situations or situations that just simply weren't in their best interest. And so a part of the program and a part of like helping them um, 
get back on their feet is they do have to take a financial literacy course in order to, you know, stay there. And a part of that course is just the fundamentals. Like we teach about money management. We um, we teach them about credit. We teach about how to save and very, very um, basic introduction into investing as well. So that way, when they do get out there on their feet, they are at least aware of what their options are. And I actually, yeah, and I love doing it because I see a lot of people like they'll, they may get upset if I say certain things, especially on Twitter and they'll say, well, it's easy for you to say, but what about people, you know, who are living paycheck to paycheck? And I'm just like, if I'm able to help these women get to a Mm -hmm. point where even some of them save months of living expenses and get them out of the shelter and on their feet. Anything is possible Anything. Um, as long as you have that discipline and the accountability. Like pennies add up, so come on, you have to start somewhere. <laughs> I like I, I, um, you talk about financial literacy, and this is something that they don't even teach you in school. So a lot of us are put in a, in a fucked up like position once you hit you know adulthood because you like you said you mentioned about credit. They don't teach you about credit. They don't teach you about money management. They don't teach you about saving. So when talk to us about just the idea of financial literacy and, and how you've noticed that has impacted um, yourself um, and also the women that you help in the, in the shelters. Well, um, I will say that I have noticed exactly what you said. The fact that these conversations are not being had and they're obviously not taught in school, right? You go through school, you don't hear anything about managing money you unless don't. your parent, yeah, unless you were blessed with parents who who taught you. And then mm-hmm. you get to college and you go through like what is that the it's like the campus week like when you're yeah. um, introducing and they've got all these different tents of yeah. banks trying to give you a credit card. And I messed up on that one. Now I feel victim to <laughs> right. that. They give you a $2,500 limit with a you yep. know, 29.99 APR because we barely established credit in college, some of us. Yep. And then you start your, your debt journey rather than your building um, financial freedom. So I always have to admit that my parents were really, really good about teaching me um, the basics and the fundamentals of financial literacy. So I actually graduated from college with like a little over a 700, which at the time, I mean, in hindsight, we want to get as close to the 800, but graduating from college in the high sevens wasn't too bad. But that's amazing. Yeah. Compared to like other people. (laughs) That was because my, you know, my dad had me as like a a co-user on the credit card. I didn't even have it. So I didn't know anything about it when my mom was balancing the checkbooks. And I mean, Mm -hmm. from the time I was young, I knew how to write a check. I knew what the difference between um, debit, credit, those types of things, Mm -hmm. because I was always curious anyway, but I am happy to know that they did teach me, but what I've seen, and even in my clients who as a trust advisor, um, these people who do have larger wealth bands, they struggle with managing money as well because about it that I always say is I don't care how much money you make or have. If you spend more than what you make or have, you're eventually going to have nothing. Come on, that should be a quote on a shirt or or (laughs) something. Yes. And so that's honestly how I got into becoming a financial education enthusiast. I've always Mm. worked in finance, but I realized that people really did not have the basics. We teach people how to make money, 
but we don't teach them how to manage and, and how to make plans and um, really be financially savvy and smart and responsible. And so I really got 100%. into it from um, kind of teaching my clients and trying to help them keep that wealth <laughs> and um, teach them a little bit of discipline and accountability. And I made it fun. I People kind of shy away from budgets and things of that nature. But I tell I people, love yeah, I tell people it actually creates an opportunity for you to do what you want to do, but also keep money in the bank, right? If there's something you want to do and you need to make a little bit more, well, now you know exactly what that side hustle has to make you. Like, it's really breaking it down. Yeah, you're really breaking it down. And once you break it down, sometimes people end up realizing that they're not in as bad of a situation as they think they are. And so that's kind of how I got into that. And then I've also realized that a lot of people, especially people who look like me, um, they did not have the same resources and the same ability. You know, they don't have a me. And so I stepped outside of trust to help people that may not have large wealth bands, but I'm able to teach them, you honestly can do the same thing. It's just percentages. Look at it as a percentage and not a number. And so that's how I got into that. And in doing that, I realized that how people manage their money is strongly correlated with how they feel about themselves. Come on. And so I started. (laughs) So that's how this whole financial education enthusiast became like this advocate of personal and professional growth as well, because I will start having a conversation about finances and then we'll start talking about like life and self self esteem, like yep. things being achievable. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, girl, that programming. Yeah, when I make more money, I'm gonna come back. It's like, no, let's sit down and plan now, so that way you know what you need to do to accomplish your goals. And yep. that's how I end up connecting people. Like, hey, you want to do this? I know somebody who can help you. Um, so I always tell people, don't hesitate to reach out to me, because even if I can't help you. I'm pretty sure I know somebody who can, and I'm all about yep. helping people win and flourish. So I, I do it all the time and I'm super passionate about it. So and you can tell this how you, how you're describing it. You can <laughs> definitely tell that. I know like you mentioned like college. Cause I remember like when I was, um, cause shit, I think I'm 28 now. Yeah, I'm 28 now. When I was in school all those years ago, I didn't know about, you know, credit or, you know, saving, you know, you work in your little job at school. So, you know, you, you either spending money on, you know, you know, liquor or, you know, weed or whatever you, you know, you're doing going to the club. Exactly. Typical, typical college shit. But you're not <laughs> thinking like, damn, you check your account later on that night. Like, they only got like $30 in my name to last me, you know, to the next paycheck. And then when you go get a credit card, you're not, um, you're not consciously aware because you weren't taught that. Okay, I do. Like, you know, you got to pay this back, mm-hmm. but you don't see the importance. Like you said, the APR, you got to, you know, the. It's not going to be that 2500 when you pay it back. It's going to be, you know, a much larger um, percentage, you know, at once you once at the at the end of it. But it's just like it's just that 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 basic financial knowledge that we don't have. And I think that it, it's it's des- of course it's designed away in the educational field to not teach us how to be financial financially savvy because they want workers. They want work slaves instead of bosses. So Absolutely. they're going to keep you in that in that little crumb mindset i'll pay i'll give you a little two-week check but i know that you're not gonna save and do anything with it exactly exactly because the more i mean the same way how they're out here you know giving these stimulus checks 
And it's like, we're giving you guys the stimulus check, knowing that you guys are going to put it right back into In the, economy. the money circulation because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, we know that you guys, and I mean, the amount, I guess it was like $1,400. Yeah. I don't get a unfortunately. That, in hindsight, it's $1,400 that you didn't have, but at the end of the that's day... A, that's like, investment money. It, it, it is, but think about the people who were living paycheck to paycheck before True. this, and now they have it, and it's like, you know, they didn't have a plan before COVID, and I no. know that that's affected a lot of people financially, and so I feel like a lot of people were like, it's been a tough time. I need 100%. to do some retail therapy. Like, people aren't really thinking about even though I really try to get people to think about like investing and kind of having your pots, I call them like invest a little, treat yourself a little because yeah, mm-hmm. of course, if you're doing nothing but investing and saving and paying bills, that's not financially free. So mm-hmm. I try to to teach people how to do a little bit of everything. But when it's when you don't have the fundamentals or the basics on managing money or understanding what your money can do for you, all you're going to do is spend because that's all you know how to do. That's so true. It, I'm glad you said that because it, it, it leads up to my next question about reprogramming that lack mindset. A lot of people, um, you have, you have those who, you know, were well off from their parents. You have those who, you know, grew up struggling. I'm very vulnerable in the show, so I always use, like, you know, me and, like, my life experiences. So, like, I didn't grow up with a lot of money growing up. Whenever I asked my mom for, like, $5, she said she couldn't afford it or she didn't have it. So I would have to go get shit on my own. So just those subtle, I don't have it, we can't afford it, that programming is instilled into the subconscious mind. So when you're seeing the world, even when you're going out shopping, you're seeing a price, you're like, damn, I can't afford this. So you're constantly affirming to yourself the program of lack. So now mm-hmm. when anytime you're paying bills or something pops up, you're like, fuck, I ain't got the money for this. Like, like, do you think money's made on tree? Do you think I'm made of money? It's like, well, wealth and, and money is a mindset. It's all the energy. So when you, for example, just reprogramming that lack mindset to, you know, I'm grateful I can afford my bills this month. I'm grateful that... I can go to the store and buy this and I have the money to do that. I know I still got money left over my account. I'm in a financial position where I can do these amazing things. So when you're constantly reaffirming to yourself, because ultimately your words and your energy create your reality. So you have to re- you have to reprogram because I'm on this, on, my platform is just really reminding you how powerful you are because we're all are the creators of our reality. So Very. just reshaping that mindset of, of of how you view money it's not gonna it's not gonna be you know a, a one-time thing you have to constantly reprogram your mind and then your reality is going to reflect that more more opportunities going to flow in more abundance going to flow in. but it's, it's just you have to reprogram that that mindset i absolutely agree and i i feel like just like you know depending on what your beliefs are but it's like the bible does say a man who is um faithful with least will be faithful with plenty and so it's like a lot of times because we are in this lack mindset as you stated it's very hard for us to really appreciate um where we are in the fact that things really could be worse right just mm-hmm. having a place to live and being able to pay your bills that is something that that's a blessing 
because there are a lot of people who don't have that. And so I feel like, as you stated, it is very important to be appreciative of what we have and to know that it's possible to achieve the desires of our heart. As you got to well. believe. You got to believe and know that you're worthy. Absolutely. You have to know that you're worthy, but I, but also faith without works is dead, right? So Come I'm on. all about speaking positively. I, even when I'm talking and when people are talking with me um, and my mentee, I'm really hard on her about this. She'll say certain things. And I actually made her delete and retweet something hey, um, that's real. the other day that's real. because she said, I forgot how powerful I was. Yes. And I immediately text her and I said, I am. Come on. Not was. I am. <laughs> that's past tense. We're talking present. Everything so, is now. <laughs> and so she was like, you are something else. And I was like, no, like you have to speak correctly when you're speaking, especially to and about yourself. Yes, you have and, to. Yeah, and that's something that I had to learn because, I mean, it's it's the esteem of your MF and self, as Cat Williams would say. Come on now. And you have that. to build your own confidence. You know, you have to build your own validation. And I always talk about that, but that has a lot to do with that that mindset as well. The more that you feel abundant in other aspects, it automatically translates to the money. And the same way I tell people, chase purpose. That money is going to come. You know, I feel like, too, we can't be so pressed on. We have to be obviously aware, right? right? We have to be aware of of what we're doing with our money and how to acquire it. But chasing that money, I feel like at at a certain period, it's just not, it's not fruitful. It's not. Because I feel like that's no end game, right? No, there's not like, no end game. <laughs> we'll always want more money. So if you're chasing the bag, it's like, when when, when do we feel accomplished? We're always going to take yep. more money. I don't care if it's a dollar or a hundred dollars. Like, I'll take it. <laughs> when do I feel like the amount that I have is enough? Like, you can still see the amount, like, damn, but appreciating that. I feel like Absolutely. a lot of people don't appreciate like I'm, I, I I'd use this practice anytime I'm spending something. So let's um, for example, I went by the um, ocean early and I bought some, you know, some chips. I'm like, some, they call it chips over here, but it's French fries. And uh, when I bought, it, I always tell myself like, this money returns to me tenfold because money is energy. You're not supposed to hold on to it. You're supposed to freely give it out because it's gonna come back to you. It's just energy flows and goes. So just mm-hmm. like doing those little tips. So even when you're paying a, like you're paying your bill, like I'm grateful that I can I can I can afford this. Like just little little tips. And then even even just reaffirming to yourself that you are always abundant. Because I don't know I don't know about you, but anytime like you were in a financial or life situation, it always worked out. Every yeah. single time. Yeah. So you have you have to reaffirm that to yourself like damn I know I'm always good. Why am I tripping? You got to like talk yourself out of these programming sometimes. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like I've gotten to a place where I was doing that, but not even realizing um, how powerful it is to do that. And I've always kind of, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my Mm -hmm. mouth, but my parents they they got it out the mud so that all I had to do was hustle is what I say. So I didn't even know as a child how hard my parents had to work and how much they had to sacrifice because we didn't have that conversation Mm -hmm. until I got older. And, but there was nothing I needed, wanted, like there, there really was nothing. Now there was a limit on it, you know, but you can't can't spend too much of my money. 
yeah, there weren't <laughs> too many things that I could not have and that I, I, I wasn't able to do. And, and I appreciate that. And I, so I always say like financially, that's never really been a, a struggle of mine. But I, like mm-hmm. I said, I am a hustler, but I'm a hustler with my mind. Come on. Not so much physically, but if your mind is where, 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 where it starts and solve a problem I yeah. can do. Um, but that it does translate. And I feel like a part of that naturally was because I never really did things for money. Mm. I knew I needed to make money. I knew obviously to buy things. Like I knew I needed to have money and make money, but my You had that purpose though, what you yeah, talked about exactly. earlier. Exactly. The reason my why was never like mm. the money. The money was just obviously made it even more worthwhile. Cause even now people tell me, Brittany, like you're worth the you have your wealth of knowledge. Like you've got to stop doing things for free. But I don't think people realize how much I really do yes. just because it's yes. like I want to you enjoy you know, it. I want to help you or I enjoy it. I yeah. love seeing people's eyes light up where it's like, oh my God, you know, thank you so much for helping me. I didn't think about it like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like we have to do that more for each other. And I always tell people like the money's gonna come. I've never I've never lacked. And even if I didn't make any more, you know, tomorrow or the next day, as mm-hmm. much as I would like to, I would still be good. Like I'm yes. still able to, to take care of things and others. And so that's, that's so why I'm true. so big on purpose. That's and so like true. Said, that money is the energy because it that comes. Money is. If you have to change your perspective, I'm really big on um looking at reality not as good or bad but what it can teach me so whenever a situation unfolds in your reality you can look at it two ways from a victim or a creator you can say okay i'm either gonna look at this and like damn why me why this happening or what is this moment trying to show me what what have i put out into the universe what am i creating in my reality that's reflecting this because it's triggering me for a reason so what mm-hmm. do I need to learn from this moment to then say, okay, thank you for this contrast. Thank you for this um, mirror that I'm experiencing in front of me, this whatever situation is. Now, what new reality do I wish to experience next? Absolutely. You have to take experiences as lessons. And I always say, like, I may take an L, but I'm not a loser. Come on. Because, <laughs> because everything is a lesson and everything can be applied. And there's always something to learn. And, and two, a lot of times it, it, it's accountability. Like it sometimes is. I tell people, like, you really have to sit back and look at the lesson in it because are you supposed to be creating boundaries? Right. Like, did you do something self-inflicted? Like, mm-hmm. I, not necessarily blaming because a lot of what happens to us, especially as it relates to our relationship with other people, mm-hmm. it most cases it has everything to do with them and not ourselves. Yep. But it is good to be like, okay, how did we get to this point? And yes. I feel like a lot of times when you do take that accountability, you are able to say, hey, it wasn't me. It yep. was them. But next time, when I see this, I'm not going to give it the benefit of the doubt, right? Mm -hmm. Because them red flags are anything. Business, platonic, like whatever the relationship is, them red flags look like six flags at the beginning when you want it to work, whether it's the business plan, the friendship, you know, everybody seems cool and you're not realizing what's going on until after the fact. And so I, I feel like a lot of 
situations call for just kind of sitting in that moment and like you said what is the lesson to be learned you mentioned i thought it was really interesting you mentioned earlier about when you would um give out uh such insight and knowledge because it fulfills you you feel well not you feel you know that it is a part one of or part of your purpose and i i like that because the same way with my podcast and my platform like um i like i have to choose my words carefully um i'm not getting paid i'm not doing this for the money i'm doing this because it fulfills me i have so much knowledge about the the world and just who we are uh internally that i want to give out so i release episodes every sunday now, I've been mm-hmm. doing this for an entire year. I've never missed a Sunday, but I enjoy, I, I enjoy this. Like I enjoy having these conversations with, with amazing people like you because we, we get to have a dialogue and our purpose are similar and that we can help the world. So I'm doing this really, it's, it's like a, it's like a conversation with, um, you know, conversation with, you know, God or the universe or just with, just with people who are just in a like-minded who just wants to help the help the world help help the people absolutely and I, I i like i had told you when um we first spoke i was like i love your platform and i feel like there needs to be a lot more of this or maybe yeah. more attention to it yeah. right because people are just naturally more um excited to hear about you know sweetie and quavo breaking up (laughs) rather than like what they could really do for themselves and i feel like these types of conversations are needed and um, so i appreciate you for for your platform and for having these conversations because it's really important at the end of the day i mean a little bit of drama here and there it's fun you know whatever i i guess yeah but you got to take care of home first, right? You, you got to handle your business first. Um, and I say take care of home in whatever aspect that may be, whether it's your mental health, your actual home, or, you know, just Ooh. taking care of business. But um, I use that word figuratively when I tell people, make sure you're taking care of home because that Ooh. is, you know, that is your sanctuary, um, whether it's your shelter or yourself, you know, your body. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you got to do that first. And I feel like you don't have enough reminders. So as much as I like to joke and play and have a good time, I do like to, to still always remind people like take care of home first, handle your business and then everything else, you know, then do what you like to do. (laughs) I'm glad you said that one of your blogs, um, you had, you posted about keep your safe um, space safe and you discussed the importance of a peace of mind, protecting your energy. So basically you're being choosy with who comes into your space. Now space being your home or just like you, your physical space, okay? Absolutely. Or who you allow around you. Now we often have those, I call them energy vampires, people who take from you and don't, you know, match your energy in return and it ends up draining you. So let's just let's just talk about, let's just say about people who you know, are just negative. You those toxic people who are just complain, 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 nag, 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 and that's not your vibrational frequency. You're about peace. You're about fun. You're about a good time, and they're just on the the opposite spectrum. But you have to put that boundary up and protect your peace of mind because 
you for example i had an instance with um my brother yesterday his energy is just aggressive and negative and i, and I had to tell him like, look I'm, I'm i'm having a great ass day right now i don't i'm not i'm not about to stoop to your your negativity right hit, hit, hit me hit me back up when you when you get out your boot but you have yeah. to you have to you have to place that boundary because my peace of mind and my my peace of mind is everything i know that I create my reality so i'm not gonna have you distort my shit and then i'm having this momentum of, of um experiences situations that i don't want to have absolutely absolutely my favorite quote is there's nothing like a peace of mind and perfect ph balance um, but of course that's <laughs> Wait, did you tweet? I think you tweeted that too. That might be. I did. I, I actually have done that a few times in different ways. Um, I know that more of the women can relate to that, but it really is important. And creating those boundaries are important because as much as people do go through things, you do have to kind of assess, like, are you complaining? Like, is this valid? You know, I well, always tell people if you if you come to me with a problem and you haven't even thought about the solution right. you're not where's looking the solution? For solution that's when it becomes complaining right and that's you can always, yeah you can always speak about the problem but if we're not finding a solution you're just you're just complaining and you also have to be mindful of people like there's a thin line between that victim mindset mm. and people who are really going through something yes and so i've had to assess that even in my relationships of just the energy and knowing how my body's responding and yep. finally getting to the point where it's like, you give me anxiety. Yes. Like I cannot hang out with you anymore. You no. don't, I don't feel better about myself being around no, you. you. I know, don't. The way you try to help me, you're projecting right now. Um, and I had and to, people don't know that either. Yeah, they don't, they don't know it. And so, but it took me separating myself to realize what was going on when I started really taking care of myself and thinking about things that's when I realized the different people and how I may have had to I still love you I still love, I love I, you from afar I gotta I have to love you from afar and if you get into alignment by all means we can come back together but I can't be vibrating high and you're low because mm -hmm. two people have to be careful it's yeah. not always just negative energy Mm -hmm. but if you, it's baggage too it is right baggage. if you're just there if you're just stagnant and i'm trying to grow you're really not doing me any good either nope, because no. you're just weighing me down so it's not even the negative energy for me sometimes it's like if, if if you're not on your way up or if you're not just you're comfortable you're stagnant mindset, yeah it i i can't be that close to you no. i can associate with you but i can't I can't be that close to you because it's very important. I know people say birds of a feather do not necessarily flock together, but it's inevitable. If you uh -uh. spend so much time with somebody, eventually you guys are going to start saying the same thing. Yep. The things they're saying is going to start resonating even yep. a little bit. And so you do have to be careful with that. You are the, there's, it's the saying you are who you hang around. Like mm -hmm. the, it's, it was this one guy, I forgot his name. It's going to, it's going to bother me, but he said, um, show me your, show me the five people you hang hang around with, and I can show you your future. And that, when I saw that, I'm like, damn, that's so fucking true. Yep, yep. My top five, they're strong. I call them my little soul tribe, but um, my top five are definitely. I say we're all bosses, like yep. team full of bosses. Nobody's yep. do, you know. We we all rule in our own aspect, and we mm -hmm. all lift each other up. Um, because I'm definitely 
not one of those ones that's like, oh, you know, you're doing better or whatever. Like, nah, we're all Beyonce. We're, we are. Come on, no. That's <laughs> Even though I love fact. Kelly, though, I'm not going to lie. I, would, I would hate to be Kelly, but figuratively. Hey, 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 talk your shit. Talk your shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So it's, you're, you're very aware, and I do want to ask you, how have you, um, I, I don't say found, I, I use the word remember this knowledge about ourselves. So how, what made, what sequence of events, what situations made you remember who you are? Was it like books that you read? Was it just people you were around? How did you remember the fact that you are the, the, the creator of your reality? Wow. I think it had a lot to do with um, a few things. Um, my, like my spiritual advisor, who's also a therapist, Love she kind of start me, started me on my journey about three, three years ago when I mm-hmm. really started like coming into myself and, and gaining that confidence. Like I haven't mm-hmm. always been this way, you know, I had to learn mm-hmm. along the way. And then of course, reading books and just as I continued to grow and, and started understanding the importance of alignment and the importance of surrounding yourself and changing your mindset, I just naturally started meeting other people who were like-minded who just um, poured into me Mm -hmm. and so it really had a lot to do with a little bit of of everything really and realizing that that reciprocation like gosh I'm not an empty cup anymore like I'm pouring into others and and my people are pouring back into me and once you experience that you're able to realize the people who aren't doing it Mm -hmm. so it's always like you don't know what you need until it's presented And so once you get that taste, you know, like how (laughs) I know somebody had said, I I just went on a $400 date. So I don't, I I don't even know what y'all talking about the $200 dates anymore. And it's, it's valid Mm -hmm. because it's like, once you experience better, why do I want to go back? Like top tier, everything. I don't want mediocre, nothing. I rebuke the bare minimum. I rebuke. I fuck with that. (laughs) So just over time, but I have to say it started probably about three years ago now going on four, but this past year, COVID for me, just being forced to, to sit down, um, working from home, not, you know, just being here and going from a laptop to my couch and reading and writing, Mm -hmm. um, and praying more and more. It just kind of, I just started realizing things like, I guess it was my intuition. It just... I realized, like, ooh, my power. Okay, I knew I was no. powerful before, but it's getting even more. So I'm, I'm starting to see the the the, the proof. Are you familiar? <laughs> you talk a lot about alignment. Are you familiar with Abraham Hicks at all? Say that name one more time, probably. Abra- Abraham Hicks. It's like Jerry and Esther Hicks. I think that you would like that. They talk about um, alignment and you being a creator, and, and they give you the tools to really become the conscious creator so you know what energy are you emitting at a moment to moment day to day you know week by week type of thing what thoughts are you speaking about yourself self-talk is huge what are you what are you telling yourself um books like that what you mentioned books before what what books helped you then well i love the book called boundaries it's literally called boundaries i cannot remember the author of it but um I did read that one and I like a lot of self-help books so um The Manifest Now 
Yeah, and um, gosh, what was the name of the book? It's like you're a bad bitch. Um, it's like green. Is it the green book? Which one? It's uh, no, I can't remember it. Yeah, but it's like your that one was that was like the first book, and I can't re- I can't believe I can't remember it. But it was just kind of like you know like you're a bad bitch, act like it. That was a couple years Ooh. ago. I might need to pick that one back up. Um, I think, I think so that was a message for you to, to pick it back up too. Yeah, because I can't re- even remember the title, but I like self help books, and Thanks. I also was reading um other books like about finance like being a trust advisor I and know. financial books um as well but those are my, oh i'm sorry no no, no go, ahead, no go ahead yeah but the book boundaries is probably my favorite um my friend jordan had actually mentioned that book to me and she was like you need to pick it up you need to pick it up you need to pick it up and i did and i started reading it and that one i would tell anybody to read because you realize how important we talk about boundaries but Mm -hmm. reading that book definitely allows you to realize how very much important it is to establish those boundaries and from the beginning because it's very hard to establish them you know within relationships Mm -hmm. um it's very important to to do it uh from the beginning and set the tone and let people know how they're going to treat you in whatever aspect 100 percent. i know that you mentioned so i know um just from self-help books and because i'm working on a self-help book as well so i'm book um currently and i know the books that have helped me along my journey are like napoleon hill um uh, jerry and esther hicks um asking it is given on the power of your subconscious mind um, those type of like heavy hitter like mega books and I know yeah. like some financial books as well um, I know um, I know you know bees like the financial starter kit her, oh my um, God. yeah I actually got the book and I like it a lot like I I've told her um, I'm actually like an affiliate of that book and I definitely um, recommend it because it's written so well and very easily understandable so I, I tell everybody about it Yes, such a great book, and even just like um, other books, like The Richest Man in Babylon, like those, especially especially the financial starter kit, like that's the info the people need. Yes, and I'm very I'm very grateful for that book. Yes, yes, I feel like you need to read that one before you go into reading other books, like on investing Mm -hmm. and things of that nature, because it's like okay, like I get it, you want to invest, and that's amazing, but let's not jump into it let's do our research and let's understand the fundamentals yes beforehand because i do love the intelligent investor but i feel that's, like if you that's don't such a powerful book it is but and it is pretty understandable if you're entering into investments but i feel like mm-hmm. learning those terms and having like kind of going from the financial starter kit to that book would be mm-hmm. very helpful big fact i know I want to, uh, I know self-love is, self-love is a theme I preach often um, on my uh, Twitter, on this platform. So, you know, how you view yourself, you know, how you view relationships, you know, parental programming, the trauma, it's important to heal those wounds and claim back our power. And I know 
your blog, Corporate Black Girl, addresses topics from self-love to personal and professional growth. Yes, they do. So it's like keeping, um, like how I had keeping your um, safe space safe. And one of Mm -hmm. my blog contributors actually recently just posted a blog that's like, um, that was very specific to making sure that you are being more self-aware and loving yourself. And that the name of that recent blog, I believe it was um, Sis Get Up. And I was so proud of her because she was definitely speaking very much into getting to a point where you believe that you deserve certain things. And it all kind of goes back to, it it all correlates. That self-love and that confidence now you're changing your mindset. So now you no longer have the mm-hmm. lack mindset and now you're allowing everything to come in. So you see like how everything just kind of, it's like a, it all is needed. It's almost like a well-oiled yeah. machine, right? You need all yes. of those parts in order to change that. And that's why I talk about things from money to self-love. Like I, it may sound crazy, but because I've realized the correlation between the two and the importance of of having that mindset before acquiring that money um that's kind of why my blog is is structured the way that it is i love that people don't know like the the programming that we get from our parents like for example i was uh, when i was by the ocean earlier it was this mom who it was so it was a family the mother and the husband the little girl was skating on her skates you know if you're skating or whatever you're gonna um, you know, you go trip, you go, you know, bumping the people. Mm-hmm. So the girl had ran into the mom and the mom just cursed her out. And it was like such anger and aggression. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, your parent hurt you to the point where you feel that's okay to talk to your daughter like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And now you're teaching her what love looks like, right? Now you're exactly. teaching her that, that level of tone and how you're speaking to her is okay because you're, you're, you're her mother, you love her. And so now she's identifying that, that type of language and how um, she's speaking. And I feel like a lot of parents, like they, they know what they know. And, and so it's hard to, I feel like the cycle, like, because now I even have certain conversations with my parents, Mm -hmm. not that they ever really spoke to me in different type of ways but like for instance my mom never had an issue with self-esteem or self-love she came out the womb having that and so she couldn't she really didn't teach me so i did have issues you know with that self-love because of of how i was not taught or how my mom just figured like you're my daughter like what do you mean like you're the shit right right (laughs) you know and um and so I feel like a lot of people don't understand that, and especially when it comes to to parents and being that example, mm-hmm. you you have to be like it's awareness. Like you have yeah, to be aware yeah. of you're angry, and so now you're taking it out on your child. Yep. And now you're either going to cause them to be angry. Or you're going to cause them to be more willing to accept disrespect from other people. And and that's people pleasing too. That you're going to grow into later on down the road. Because now you're, now you're going to, you don't want to step on anybody's toes. So you'll just be that yes person Mm, all the time. mm -hmm. That's true too. Because now it's like, I don't know what to do. 
No, I'm gonna right. test me out. Like I don't, you know, I'm gonna just whatever. Because you, because you, you, you going back to that. So you know, even even you know, fast forward to your present relationship where you don't want to speak up for yourself because subconsciously you remember when you did right. your mom or your dad. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But we don't know this until you go through that that healing journey, that healing process. Healing is 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 is, is going to be a lifelong thing, but Absolutely. you become more aware and conscious of all those triggers, all those programs. Say, so why why am I getting triggered by this conversation? Okay, back in the day, um, I didn't feel heard by my parents, so I have to go back and address my that inner child who didn't feel heard and and tell them, look. I'm here. What do you need from me? What are you trying to tell from me? You have to go back and heal the inner child. Absolutely. And I feel like it's so important, too, because, you know, recognizing that there is a difference between the triggers and the traumas. Yes. And after we're able to heal the trauma, we're able to better recognize our triggers. And so we don't mm-hmm. react right? We, mm. we, we are able to realize why we're being triggered because mm-hmm. I to a certain point, I feel like there's going to be certain triggers that go away. But like you said, the process is, it's going to last forever. It is going to last We're going to constantly heal. We're going to constantly evolve from something. And so when we heal that inner child and that trauma, and we, Mm -hmm. we are able to establish that healing, the triggers are kind of like, well, I I understand why I'm triggered by this. And am I triggered? Is this something that is coming from my past trauma or Mm -hmm. is this something that is triggering me to allow me to realize I probably don't need to deal with you or this situation or whatever this is because it is triggering something in me. Exactly. A lot of, a lot of people don't know, like if you're attracting the same partner, for example, you know, it's not anything that you're doing. It's just that subconscious programming, that energy that is still stored in your body that's still being admitted. That's attracted. So you're you're essentially a. Um, it, it doesn't have to be a parent. You're you're attracted to some part of your past, some part of your subconscious programming, and you're gonna you're gonna be attracted to those people. So you have to take the time to you know retool, refocus. Like I know for the longest, for not not for the longest, but when I became consciously aware why I was attracting or why I was attracted to certain people. I realized, okay, it was because of lack of love from my mom back then. I'm like, damn. So that's why I did all that shit. That makes sense. <laughs> right. And then you start realizing you're, you're, you're dating mirrors in yeah. whatever aspect, right? Whether it's it a, a lesson or <clears throat> your mirrored soulmate. Um, and once people realize that, it'll be a lot easier for them to recognize why they, they continue to be. It's like when people are like, I keep on, you know, dating men like this man after man or this woman after woman like I keep getting into these situations and it's like mm-hmm. all right sis or all right sir like we gonna sit down and talk about like what is the lesson like you why feel, do you so, think so, there's repetition to, exactly because <laughs> people like I don't I, I, I found that it's hard for people to accept the fact that they are responsible for their lives. They like to play the point fingers game. Mm-hmm. This person is the reason why I'm like, like no, it's it is to a certain extent. And then you you have to be conscious. You have to take your power back. You have to say, okay, I'm keeping myself in this repeated programming. Yeah. I'm the reason why I'm having a shitty day, or 
I don't have the money I want to have or I'm in these relationships that I'm in. You're actively choosing to keep yourself in that spiral of an experienced reality. Absolutely. And I was actually having a conversation with a, a young man um, the other day and he was talking about relationships and he was actually in, you know, most of the time you hear about the the guy doing the girl wrong. But in this situation, he was actually a sweetheart who had went through something and we started um, somehow the conversation led to us talking about, well, you know, I grew up like this and, you know, we're all fucked up and whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. We've all been through something, but at what point do you decide I went through this? I'm not going to project this onto anybody else. Exactly. Exactly. And I, like I said, you know, he, we got down to, especially black men and women, like they're Mm -hmm. deeply rooted. I completely understand but in some capacity, at least in the mindset, right? We may not be able to mm-hmm. change how we're being treated, but we can change our mindset and we can change how we treat each other. And you know what I mean? And so that's the only way to break the cycle. It's like, okay, you went through this. So do you feel like your future kids will deserve that? Like, don't you want to get out of the, and that's why I talk about kind of like the victim mindset. It's like, at what point do you decide to say, okay, that's enough. I'm going to change my reality. Um, and so, enough is enough. yeah, I, I try, I, I really do try to have empathy, but mm-hmm. I'm starting to have less and less compassion because it's like, we've all been through something we've all been through. that can no longer be an excuse for how we treat ourselves or treat other people at all, at all, at <laughs> all. So you have to, it's that, it's this, because um, Kanye talks about this. He's, I watched a lot of Kanye podcast episodes and he always talks, he just eliminating a victim mindset mentality. And it keeps you, it keeps you in that state of, you know, why me? And it's no, it's because you're keeping yourself in this fucked up experience. Yeah. I'm I'm big, I'm big on nurturing, but then that nurturing got to turn into like that. Look, bro, you got to get your shit together now. It's getting a little ridiculous. Okay. I'm solution focused. So it's like, how are we solution fix focused. It, You know? We we spilled the milk, so we gonna clean it up. We gonna let it you move on the me? floor. Like what are we what are right. we doing? <laughs> right. So um, we gotta have some type of action, some solution. I can't keep you in this mindset. I do want to talk about um you have the um let's see the uh, working women mix. Talk to me talk to me about that. Yeah, so the um, Working Woman Wind Down Wednesday mixers are probably Love like that. one of my favorite things that have come about from establishing this blog and how my brand has um, kind of moved along in the past three years. But that is really just a platform where um, it's a wind down mixer. And so everyone comes in, whether you work in corporate, whether you are an entrepreneur, whether you are both, um, but it's just a way for these different women to come in and have a platform to just network with other women, real networking, making real connections. And I typically try to have like a panel of um, professionals from different backgrounds and different um, industries talk about what they do and how they can help other people because there's like this line of like, you know, the nine to fivers and then the entrepreneurs. And what you come to realize is that a lot of these women end up making connections. And I end up hearing about like, hey, you know, I met so-and-so like we we still 
work together or we became friends. And so it's a great way for women to really network. And I make that uh, a big thing. I'm like, do not leave here without having at least speaking um, or have spoken to rather um, another lady in here. And they've just been the successful. power of networking is huge. Huh? The power of networking is huge. Absolutely. And especially when the energy is, is um, genuine. And I did hear mm-hmm. a lot of women from the first one to the second one. And I have people now like, okay, like, are you going to have another one? Like Atlanta's kind of slick open now, you know, like trying to convince me to have another. I'm like, guys, I don't know. Like COVID they're like, please Atlanta's open. But, um, it like doubled from the first one to the second Mm -hmm. one. And the reason being is because everybody was like, this was genuine networking. Everyone in here was so nice. It wasn't like these, you know, the mean girls who host these women empowerment events, and then leave and, and go be a mean girl again. It's like, no, like, right. I genuinely love this. And I genuinely like to connect others. And I want to change that trajectory as well, especially between Black women of, like, we don't help or we don't empower each other. It's like, nah, you guys are all in this room. So don't let anybody tell you that, you know, you don't need anybody or you don't need help or that women hate on women. Yeah. Because we're... They're they're down here. We're on the top floor. They're in the lobby. So don't worry about that. Come on. Come <laughs> on. I love that. I love that. Wow, that is so powerful. I do um I always leave off with this last question to my co-host. Um, what would your message be to the world, to humanity, to to people? Mm. Take your time to think about that. No rush. Yeah. So I would say that my message would be um, very short and sweet, something that I recently said. And I would say, look for inspiration, not comparison. Mm. And I say that because you should not ever compare yourself, your journey to anyone because one, their journey is not your journey. And two, you don't know how far along that person is in their journey or where they started or where they have to be. So there's no reason to even look, right? Like if you play a sport or you run track, I've run track and it's always like, I don't care what you feel. Don't ever look to the side of you or behind you because you're going to lose traction. It's going to take time Mm -hmm. off, right? And you might end up losing. So stay in your lane. If you do look out, look for that inspiration Um, and, and don't get discouraged because then we start trying to think about people that we don't even know, and we don't know what they had to do, what they went through, like I said, where Mm -hmm. they are. So yeah, look for inspiration, not comparison, run your own race and, um, know that like when you chase your purpose, your abundance is going to come and it's all in divine timing. Your time Mm -hmm. is going to come. That's, that's, that's the major, uh, mic drop we needed to end this episode. (laughs) That was perfect. Brittany, this episode was amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Guys, as always, reality is a direct reflection of you. Everything that you think, feel, and say will mirror the world around you. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourself. And just be a conscious creator. Know that there's no victim mentality in this shit. You you are a fucking bomb-ass creator. Never forget that. Brittany, thank you again. Thank you.